Welcome to Vegan Business Talk with Katrina Fox, author of Vegan Ventures, Start and Grow an Ethical Business. Firstly, a quick announcement. I get a lot of people contacting me asking how they can work with me. So this is a little plug to let you know that I offer a range of services to vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs. From online training and group coaching to PR, content creation and copywriting services and one-on-one tailored individual private consultations. So if you're wanting help to promote or grow your vegan business, brand, product, service, book or other creative project, head over to veganbusinessmedia.com and click on the Work With Me menu link for more details. Now for the main part of the show. Hello everyone and welcome to Vegan Business Talk. I'm Katrina Fox, your host, and in this episode, I'm going to be taking you through my top five predictions for trends in the vegan and plant-based business sector. So 2020, bit of a challenging year. Um, We've seen vegan and plant-based business owners, some of them have absolutely thrived throughout 2020 with the whole COVID situation. And sadly, we have seen others who have really been pushed to the brink, have been quite devastated. Some have even had to close down. However, if we look at the vegan and plant-based business sector as a whole, then I think we've got cause for optimism because it really is quite heartening. A lot of what's gone on, a lot of the figures, a lot of the growth in the vegan and plant-based business sector has been incredible. And I foresee that we're going to see that continue into 2021. So my first prediction is the continued growth of the plant-based meat sector. So we've seen lots of exciting stuff happen over the past few years with Beyond Meat really kind of, I guess, leading the way in terms of being the first vegan company to go public. But of course, then we've seen lots of other uh, plant-based meat businesses come in, um, including legacy brands such as Fry's, for example, developing new products and also teaming up and coming under the Live Kindly umbrella. So pooling their resources in order to help the growth of plant-based meats, which I think is fantastic. Um, We've also got other players coming into the sector such as the Natural Order Acquisition Company. And this is headed up and chaired by Sebastiano Cossia Castiglione, who's an amazing vegan investor. And uh, he's going to be working in the alternative protein space. They recently closed an IPO offering of more than $230 million. So that is super exciting. Really happy to see um, how that plays out and grows. Another really interesting development has happened just recently with Matthew Glover, who is the co-founder of Veganuary, who has launched Vegan Fried Chicken. And the aim of that is basically what it sounds like is to replace KFC, which I think is brilliant. Matthew is also an investor. He's the co-founder of Veg Capital. So he invests in other businesses. And this is his new brand new startup. It's got very lofty goals to become a global brand and to really disrupt that fast food space, particularly um, in 
in uh, fast food chicken-based products. So I think that's going to be very exciting, definitely one to watch. And I'll hopefully be speaking to Matthew um, uh, later this year on this uh, podcast on this show, which will be fantastic. So lots of really cool developments there. I think the plant-based meat sector has has gone off to a phenomenal start, and we're definitely going to see more of that in 2021. My second uh, prediction is the growth of alternative and innovative technology. Now, I was actually on a call earlier today, just a kind of a meet and greet call with Irina Gary, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at Change Foods, which is a new American-Australian startup that's basically making alternative dairy. And I'm I'm pausing when I say the name of it, because as Irina and I were talking, we were even discussing ways that we, we might have to kind of come up with new names for this type of product because the technology is so new. It's not cell-based. Uh, so cell-based is where you take a biop, you take cells from a, an animal using like a biopsy. And at the moment, the growth um, uh, system for that is bovine fetal uh, serum, which is obviously not cruelty-free in any way. But there are moves, I believe, to create an animal-free growth system. It's also not uh, plant-based, um, what uh, Change Foods are doing. Um, but what it is, it's something quite new, and it's it's a biotech system that uses yeast to and then you program the yeast you can tell I don't really know the exact tech but this is a kind of very simple helicopter ride over the 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 process um the yeast is fermented and it's programmed to basically create a product such as cheese for example that's an identical replica of the cheese so it would have the casein and and everything in it that would normally be in in a cheese a dairy-based cheese but the cow or you know any other animal is not touched in any way so they're not poked or prodded or are involved in any way and that's an interesting one and we were kind of having that discussion of well is it vegan can we call it vegan um so i think that's is really quite exciting and interesting and they are doing some very cool work change foods are doing some very cool work they've got like phd microbiologists um in the lab doing the work and then they've also got irina who's the chief marketing officer who actually left her position as a senior brand manager at danone which is a huge multinational um, French uh, corporation, food products corporation. And she specialized in uh, in plant-based uh, foods there. So I think that's going to be really definitely one to watch. And I think we're going to see more continued innovation of technologies that we just don't know about. And, um, you know, we're going to have to get our head around those um, and what they mean, how consumers will respond to them um, and what we're going to call them. So that's really exciting stuff. And I think I guess along those lines as well is the continued development of 3D printed foods, which I've talked about that on the Vegan Business Talk podcast before. And it still kind of blows my mind, the idea of being able to print your food you know it really kind of it seems like we are getting closer and closer now to the days where like just like we've got our regular printers in our home like to print you know paper uh paper coming out and printing out documents that we could eventually have a a home-based 3d printer where we program it and it prints your food so you know you could say right i'll have a vegan cheeseburger please and it just appears 
Um, and I know it sounds it sounds so sci-fi. It sounds it sounds like Star Trek and the Replicator. And I've said this before. I mean, for me personally, I really like this idea because I am not one to spend time in the kitchen. I'm not interested in making food. I'm a brilliant lunch and dinner guest. I love eating other people's creations, but I don't want to make it. So for the idea for me to have something just materialize with you know, doing very little effort, I think is pretty cool. Um, but certainly, you know, some amazing innovations are, are coming out in the alternative tech space. So that's my prediction number two. Now, prediction number three is within the area of fashion and materials. So again, over the years, we've seen some really cool developments in the different types of materials, such as uh, leather made from apples, from cactus, from pineapple. Um, we're also seeing um, mycelium, uh, so products, uh, materials that are made from fungi, uh, the roots of fungi from mushrooms, um, vegan silk, vegan wool, um, really interesting innovation. And I do encourage you to check out the uh, a new organization called the Material Innovation Initiative. It's brand new, only officially launched earlier this year. It's headed up by Nicole Rawling and Stephanie Downs. Nicole is a, a former corporate lawyer who left to go and work at Good Food Institute, which has done incredible things, bringing together scientists, business people, uh, politicians, uh, you know, a whole a, a bunch of stakeholders to help grow the vegan and plant-based food sector. And Nicole has since left GFI and is now uh, heading up the Material Innovation Initiative, basically making it the GFI of the, the material sector, which I think is really, really exciting because gosh, don't, doesn't the fashion industry need to clean up its act, not only in terms of sustainability, but also in terms of uh, getting rid of the awful cruelty and, uh, you know, becoming uh, more animal free. We saw what happened in 2020 with the, the horrible situation where uh, thousands of mink were killed to prevent a particular strain of COVID-19 from spreading. I mean, either way, those poor animals, you know, would have had an awful life anyway on a mink farm and would have then been killed Um you know, for their fur, which is absolutely horrendous. Um, but and also there's a, a company, a luxury company that is in Australia that has bought some land to farm crocodiles, which is just awful. I mean, talk about a step backwards. Um, crocodiles, they're skinned alive. It's a terrible, cruel industry, totally unsustainable, taking up land. Um, so yeah, if you do buy um, crocodile or planning to buy crocodile skin or any other animal skins, please don't. There is no need because we have now have really amazing products that are much more sustainable and are animal free. And I think that's been a really steady development over the past uh, couple of years or so where luxury brands, both in the fashion sector and also in the car sector, for example, that have finally come around to realizing that vegan materials uh, or unstylish. So I think that's really exciting. And if you are a vegan business owner or entrepreneur that is working in the fashion space or in a space where materials are, are used and required, I do recommend you get in touch with Nicole at the Material Innovation Initiative. And again, I'm hopefully going to be interviewing uh, Nicole on this show so we can take a bit more of a, a deeper dive into the type of work that they're doing. But certainly uh, the reports are from them that they've been consulting with big, large brands and corporates. And a lot of these brands are really keen to 
uh, to get on this, uh, the vegan or, you know, the sustainability bandwagon, which I think is fantastic. So really looking forward to developments in that for 2021. My prediction number three is the continued rise of corporate, so big multinational corporations getting in on the vegan and the plant-based uh, business trend. So, you know, creating more products, either uh, creating products of their own, which we've seen doing. Initially, some of these big corporations, they either invested in uh, vegan or plant-based companies or they bought them out. Now we're seeing them also creating their own. Um, and I know that's a bit of a, a controversial thing. Um, I actually did a, a talk a couple of years ago in Melbourne on this topic about, you know, is it a good thing that, that corporations are getting in on the vegan and plant-based business trend? And I think it is because certainly at the moment, They've got the systems in place. They've got the access. They are able to get these vegan and plant-based products out to much bigger and wider audiences. And all those systems are in place. It means the vegan and plant-based business doesn't have to invest in, in all that infrastructure. So I think that's actually, it is actually a good thing. My other argument, and I know not everyone agrees with me on this, is that obviously these corporations are in it for profits. Um, a lot of them are not particularly ethical. Ethics are not their first uh, you know, priority. But I think that they're in it for the profits. But so my argument is, if we can continue to increase that demand, that consumer demand for vegan and plant based products, then the those corporations will see, oh, people want ethical products, there's money in this, therefore, let's up our ethics game, let's be more ethical, let's be more sustainable. So that's my optimistic view. And uh, we're seeing already, even just this year, companies like Nestle, Unilever and others are in the UK in particular are, are getting involved in Veganuary, which also is continuing to grow, which is absolutely amazing. I believe more than a million people have now signed up to Veganuary, which is the month of January where people are encouraged to try vegan. You can sign up on the website, veganuary.com. You can still do it, even though we're in, you know, the first week in January now, you can still sign up and you get support and help in, in eating vegan for a month. And the stats show that majority of people do actually stick with it uh, longer than that, which is absolutely amazing. And of course, as I mentioned, a lot more brands and supermarkets, retailers really getting in on veganuary, which is absolutely brilliant and exciting. And finally, my, my fifth tip is more investors coming into the vegan and plant-based business sector. And again, this is really, uh, really exciting because for any business to grow and scale, you've got to raise capital. And it's one of the things that when uh, my clients come to me and they're consulting with me or they're asking with me, it's like, how do I raise more money for my business? So I think it's really heartening that there are now more investors in this space. Not all of them are vegan themselves, but they're, again, a bit, bit like the corporates. They're interested in the sector because it's profitable. And that's fine. That's great. Um, it means, you know, a lot of them are coming from, you know, very experienced backgrounds. Some of them, you know, they've invested in, in lots of other companies. Some of them have their own companies. And so they bring with them not only funding, but a lot of them will also bring a lot of intel um, as well, which ties in again, I think, with the corporate, um, the corporates as well, is they they also just I'll just quickly go back to that. Um, some of the corporates are are also offering accelerators. So uh, not only buying out or investing in companies, some of them are just running accelerators where they're not even taking equity in the company, but they are providing intel 
and support to vegan and plant-based startups. And in exchange, the corporates are getting uh, information and learning from the startups on, you know, how to, on certain things like how to pivot and some of the, you know, the, the new and latest innovation. So it's a win-win. Um, and I think we're seeing that with investors as well. You know, investors are keen to, to come on board and support vegan and plant-based startups. If you go to veganbusinessmedia.com, the website, I've actually got a blog post on there called How to Find a Vegan vegan and how to find an investor for your vegan business. And that is basically a list of vegan and vegan and friendly uh, investors who I and, and I'll update the list quite regularly. And it's free, it's available to the public, you can just hop on there. It's got information about who they are, the types of business they invest in, um, types of businesses they invest in, and also how to pitch them, which is really important. And I've also got some interviews, which I did on Vegan Business Talk podcast with those investors, and they're embedded in that post. So that's a really helpful resource for you if you're looking for an investor. Um, and I think what's exciting as well in this space, we are now starting to see some platforms emerge where uh, vegan and plant-based business owners and investors are being brought together. Uh, so for example, we've got Beyond Animal, which is uh, the brainchild of Claire Smith and Dinesh Kothari. Claire is um, a very robust finance professional. She launched the world's first uh, vegan um, exchange-traded fund. Well, you may have seen that in the media. There's a ton of media coverage. I worked with Claire on some PR and, you know, it's really kind of got, got out there and it's the, the first of its kind. Um, and they also created Beyond Investing. Her company also created a, a vegan a friend and climate-friendly climate conscious and vegan friendly um, stock index as well, and then launched the ETF. And now Claire is focusing her efforts on Beyond Animal, which is basically a, an integrated digital platform and whose aim is to grow, help grow the vegan economy. And one of the exciting things they're launching, I think this month, I believe, is a, uh, a, a place where vegan business owners and investors can come together and then go into like an online deal making room. Um, they're also introducing a conference tool as well, um, which is quite exciting. And um, that conference tool kind of leads into the deal making room as well. So once you've got the, uh, like, for example, they partnered with ProVeg International for a conference called New Food Invest in March. And so that's going to be an all day conference and summit where people can learn. But then they can also go into the deal making room and meet investors. Um, and I believe Vivolution in the UK are also creating a similar platform. So I think these kinds of platforms are really important because uh, and also pitch competitions. I think we're going to see a continued trend for pitch competitions and especially in the plant-based space, the plant-based innovation space. And I think that's really cool because, you know, it can be quite difficult. I know a lot of vegan business owners say, oh, how do I get in front of an investor? You know, I've sent them an email and haven't replied. How do I get through to them? And I think these platforms and these pitch contests are really helpful for vegan entrepreneurs uh, to to get in front of those investors. And even like with a pitch contest, for example, like it's definitely worth entering because even if you don't get shortlisted and even if you don't win, you're still getting on the radar of those investors. And I know from speaking to people who run these kinds of things, 
they've said that afterwards, uh, you know, a lot of deal making happens after the actual event or the, the contest itself. So um, definitely worth doing. So I think that's that's going to continue. And we're, we're going to see more and more vegan and plant based, both startups and existing businesses uh, get funded by an increasing number of investors who really want to capitalize uh, on this growing space. So that's my five top tips and predictions for the vegan and plant-based business sector in 2021. If you'd like more free resources or if you'd like to work with me, do check out veganbusinessmedia.com and you can find out all the details there. So that's it for this episode of Vegan Business Talk. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. If you like the show, please give it a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on as it helps to get it seen by more people. There are more free resources on the veganbusinessmedia.com website to help you in your quest to build and sustain a successful business. And if you'd like to work with me personally on promoting and growing your vegan business or brand, you'll find details on how to do this on the website at veganbusinessmedia.com and clicking on the Work With Me menu link. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Vegan Business Talk. Bye for now.